0: So, Lori, tell me a little bit about yourself and like what's led you up to this point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my whole journey started when I was on Wall Street um, right out of college. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I knew that I had to make a lot of money. Like, I never had it before. (laughs) So, that was a goal of mine. Um, I was covering Canadian banks, Mexican banks, Brazilian banks, and because I was traveling so much and I care about animal welfare, I stopped eating meat. And in the interim, I'm like, how am I going to get protein when I'm in Brazil 10 years ago? That was just not a thing. So I started pouring my protein mix into my coffee as creamer. And that actually uh, led into a company, a CPG company. I started with my sister called Unicreamer, Creamer, which is a plant-based coffee creamer. Um, we sold out our product by using digital marketing. I Kind of stalked down this one um, guy from a company called Four Sigmatic, which it's a mushroom coffee brand, which is very popular. And he taught me digital marketing. And from there, we just would sell out quicker than we could get inventory in, which was a great problem. Um, and then from there, I, I started a, an accidental agency, marketing agency. Um, and I also started working with a podcast network called Asa, um, which connects brands and podcasts for podcast advertising. So that's like a little summary.
0: No, oh, that's that podcasting's hot right now, right? It's, like yeah. e- everybody's like looking for new advertising channels, and I, I can't see any other medium that's better because it's on demand. You can take it with you, um, and and to to integrate uh, into those podcasts, even on, like micro targeted um, uh, audiences. Like podcasting's where it's at, right? Um, it
1: is. And the cool thing about podcast advertising or podcasting in general, let's say you have a brand, it serves three amazing distinct purposes. Like number one, you can repurpose the content into 50 to 60 pieces of content as well on other social networks. So you can take one podcast, do two blog articles, break that into three LinkedIn posts, break that into two Instagram posts, two videos. It's incredible the amount of information you can get from one. And then you can also tie it into your sales team. So depending on you know, what the topic is, your guests can actually be your potential clients. Um, and it just puts, gives you an excuse to like speak to them which is really cool. And then three, it can also serve as PR because if you're talking about a subject or a topic that's super hot right now and you are the expert and you have a PR team, you can always go back to that PR person and be like, what are reporters wanting to know right now? Like, let's throw that into this guest so we can get that information first. Oh, so it's just cool how it ties into everything.
0: Yeah, you could leverage Haro uh, in in that aspect. So, wh- okay, let me let me break down one of the things that that you said. Let's go a little bit deeper on kind of like an expert level. So, uh, you talked about how you could take a podcast, break it into multiple pieces of content, and then get it syndicated or distributed out, right? So you can repurpose all these pieces. So, um, give 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 me an example of okay we produce this podcast. Um, how would, how would you recommend chopping it up and distributing or what are you seeing, um, as kind of best practices in, in that arena?
1: Yeah. Well, do you listen to Gary V? I'm sure you do. Who doesn't, right? No. <laughs> yeah. He puts out, you know, he put out some sort of PDF that breaks it down into such a crazy way. Um, cause there's, he literally takes 60 pieces, but, you know, what you can do from here is I just gave three examples of something, right? Yeah. So like we spoke about before we hit the record button, you can make this into a video for Instagram with just those three things that I just said as one video. Throughout this whole podcast, we can do that maybe four, three, six times. Yep. And can also make that into a LinkedIn post and ask friends to um, comment and like and be a trending article. Um, you could also do a uh, Instagram live, we could get creative, put music on and do a TikTok, <laughs> not recommended. <laughs> um, but to break it down even further, which people don't even think about is like, let's say we decide that we're gonna repurpose one little clip on, li- on Instagram. Okay. And then we look down on the comments and we see that there's maybe one person that said, oh my gosh, this is crazy, can I really do that? Then you take that comment and then you repurpose that into another post that says, this is crazy. You can really do that. And then you like, repurpose that whole entire message that he said, because you know that if an audience member is commenting from their own mouth to repurpose that, so many other people are thinking the same way and they're speaking the no, same way. I, no,
0: I, I love that. So we met at PodFest. Um, and you know, I I definitely you know I've been podcasting for a while, but didn't really take it seriously as a business. And saw uh, just the growth. I thought I needed to go. I actually had a friend push me to go, and I'm I'm so glad that um, she did. And I can tell you that um, one of the things that I've seen is how people are, are getting a lot more engagement by doing maybe even like a follow up. Uh, question answer on Instagram right and going like Instagram live afterwards um, you know I think you're doing like some Instagram TV is that right you're pushing some stuff out on the stories or on the TV like mm-hmm. um, really how you're how the ecosystem of um, podcasting is creating content that you can distribute across so, so many different platforms I, I, I think that that's really interesting so tell me tell me a little bit about Awesome and what its mission is and like what what it what it does because that's you know really what what I think you were mainly there for uh, mm-hmm. in in Orlando.
1: Yeah, I so Assa is kind of an interesting story too. I wasn't intentionally trying to get into uh, podcasting at all um, when I started uh, Unicreamer. I needed oh. a way to actually make money <laughs> because <laughs> food companies aren't profitable, so. Um, at the time was just a large blog for women called like a boss girls and it was called like a boss girls. And we had a Facebook page that our CEO Marla grew to over 1.2 million women over eight years. So it was all organic. It was all an organic following. Um, I think at the time it was like 30,000 Instagram followers and she just wanted to sell space to advertisers on like a boss girls. But when podcasting started to become real, um, we noticed that, and this was two years ago or a little over two years ago, that only 20% of women were monetizing their podcasts and then they were just dropping off or stopping. But it was 80% of men that kept going. Um, So we were like, how do we change that? How do we help women um, create a business for themselves so they can actually talk and we can help them make money? So we decided to start this network where We're going to allow women with all size podcasts, whether you're just starting where we have a course for you, or you have a million downloads per episode, you can come on our network and we'll help you monetize. And it's completely free. We didn't want to make it exclusive either. So you can be parts of other networks. So that's why we're more like a platform. Um, We don't tie you down. We just ask that the brands that we give you as a podcaster, that you stick with them through us. So, um, that's kind of how Asa came to be, um, is just wanting to help women, uh, have a voice and not worry about, you know, having production and all of the other things because we can handle that for them.
0: Very cool. So I, I, I looked up boss girl. It looks like there's a Boss Girl, like a Boss Girl compilation
1: um, yeah, on, uh, on YouTube. I <laughs> is- would not look up Boss Girl because there are like probably a zillion. We got rid of that name so quickly when my copywriter came on board with Asa. Um, uh-huh. That's how I, we met. And she's brilliant. She's like, we're changing the name right away. There's like probably a zillion of those.
0: And what what is what does Asa awesome mean? Because you were telling me that uh, in the pre-interview. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Asa means the Greek goddess of gossip, I think. Let me actually double Google that and double check. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure. And that's why it's spelled O-S-S-A. Got it. Uh, yeah, let's see. Asa Greek mythology. Let's actually get the real meaning.
0: All right, cool. Let's 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 do it. I love like looking stuff up on Google and like. And then, like, that's the answer, right? Like, a lot of people like say stuff. Like, even like people will like text me stuff sometimes, and I don't know what the shorthand means. <laughs> and yeah. then I just have to like type it in Google, and then I like know the answer. It's uh, uh it's pretty amazing. I I mean, you know, like I lived before like like low well, dial up, right? Like so, yeah. like the world has completely shifted, and there's a whole generation that. Uh, can't imagine the world without internet and and uh you know Can you it,
1: name what we people used to use to look up facts what's yeah. the name of the book
0: what's the name of the book the dictionary is that what you're talking about
1: no That's, what's the name of the book they would release once a year that had like all new facts
0: the Guinness book of world records i don't know
1: nope what? it's called the almanac
0: Oh, the Almanac. Yeah. Or they like the, those people that used to sell like encyclopedias door to door. Right. And they would have yes. like all those different things. Like I, I loved looking through those pictures and those books. And
1: yeah, I remember the encyclopedia too. I mean, I'm 33. So it's not like I had my cell phone, my first cell phone when I was 17 and it was just that large Nokia.
0: So were um, you in, were you, did you get on Facebook in high school? Is that, was that no, the right time frame they, or before?
1: Facebook came out the year that I was a college freshman, just for freshmen for 12 schools. So it, I thought it was just for yeah, like college, us.
0: right? It was an EDU login, right? Like I remember yeah, that. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so I thought it was just for like our school when I first got on there because Facebook was new. And I remember like, I don't know how we even, I don't even know how like Facebook came to be. But I just remember seeing all these girls pop up on Facebook that I would maybe be friends with when I, when I was like about to go to college, I'm like, this is so cool. I remember this one girl in a cowboy hat who was friending everyone. And she was so cute. She was like this little cute redhead. And she actually became my best friend. And she was the one who was like friending everyone. And we met because I was in the dorm and I saw her riding the elevator up and down with a blanket. Um, one night after a night out, and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I re- recognized her from Facebook, and so it was yeah, it's so crazy how we were literally the first generation only we're, twelve.
0: People to use it. I mean, it's so interesting how social media has like evolved, how the internet has evolved, and like how it's only been around twenty something years, right? Like, um, I remember when Facebook came out, like you could like stuff, and then like everybody was like poking people, you know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and. And then, and then like, there was people protesting, like, I hate Facebook, you know, (laughs) like, like, I'm not going to use it. Like, and, and it was just like this tidal wave that like hit everybody and just changed how we interact. Like, I think right now with what's going on today with social distancing, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, there's things that are hitting us that are changing completely how people are doing business, how they're interacting. It's it's pretty interesting to kind of live through some of these different cycles right you know <laughs> yeah
1: could you imagine like not having the internet during this time
0: oh my gosh <laughs> i mean it would
1: like you would basically i can't even fathom and that could very well be the case like if this happened 20 30 years ago so so bizarre and also okay so greek this is what awesome means family. all right awesome um okay in greek mythology fem, femmi which makes sense, feminine. Roman equivalent fama, also known as asa, was the personification of fame and renown, and renown, her favor being notability, her wrath being scandalous rumors.
0: What? (laughs) That's
1: amazing, I didn't even know that definition.
0: You're just embodying it, right? Yeah, <laughs> you were know? like so- the representative. You were the representative of us at Podfest.
1: Yeah. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Look at our, that. I mean, our and, and, and
0: you're like, and I don't eat meat. Right like, here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I don't eat meat. So.
0: Yeah. So there you go. No. So okay. So like the really interesting stuff. Like tell 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 us a little bit more, or tell me a little bit more in depth about how um how that that industry works. Like there's probably a lot of people out there that, um, are sitting at home, right. There's, there's nothing else to do. Um, but they have the computer, they have internet, they have a phone, right. Right. There's, uh, ways that they can connect with people. They have everything they need, right. You have in the phone more technology than we went to the moon with, like I've heard that before. Um, and so Now's a great time. Um, I actually, I don't know if you know this. I, I actually uh, wrote a book. It hit Amazon bestseller. It was called uh, build your brand mania, how to build uh, a personal brand and attract your ideal customers. And okay. yeah, or how to build yourself as an authoritative brand and attract your ideal customers, build your brand mania. And uh, like, it all talks about like, if you trade on your name, like how to, how to build a business from nothing. Right. Or if you're a lawyer, doctor, plastic surgeon, a uh, plumber, like anybody that like their name or who they are is important to drive the business. A lot of CEOs, right. Like their main job is to promote the business really, you know, once you get to a certain level and then, you know, realtors, like any industry, uh, who you are as a brand is becoming more and more important and what you're doing on social media and what i did is like it's just so overwhelming to people and i i i do seo i i run a digital agency um and so um i really wanted to kind of expand what seo is so seo like search engine optimization is a black box to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and we um I, i wanted to demystify that a little bit and really what it is to me is like online pr right? Like, so it's not advertising. I think advertising, um, you know, there's a bridge there where where they connect, but it's just like online PR. It's getting visibility. It's getting out there. And I said, you know, like all this stuff that I'm talking about is these platforms um, are just different mediums to communicate the way that people connected before and the algorithms trying to mimic What's important, right? It's like links right. or votes and th- this type of thing. So I I broke down in kind of layperson language um, how to actually do SEO on yourself, <laughs> and oh, wow. and how to leverage like all these different areas from AdWords and Facebook ads and email drips and uh, yeah. SEO and all, all this kind of stuff and to kind of put it together in kind of a a format that people can follow. Um, and people really liked it. And I read a lot of books, so I, I was able to. Um, you know, include a lot of the best gems that I read. So I tried to, you know, create a lot of value in in, in what I was doing. And, um, you know, I think that 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 bridges over right into podcasting. And and podcasting is one of the, um, you know, probably, I think, Thirty, maybe even forty percent of uh, our agency's revenue come through people that connect through the podcast. So it's a, a really powerful medium. I think yeah. for me, that's how I was viewing podcasting. We've been doing it for for a while. This podcast that I'm a co-host on has been going ten years, um, and it's one of the premier podcasts in um, the the digital marketing space. But it was always this was kind of something fun that we were doing. It was, you know, SEO is a moving target to kind of stay updated what's going on and kind of share that with people. So right. we weren't kind of keeping it to ourselves, right? Uh, just, you know, helping people and sharing what we were learning. And right. then people were like, hey, we want to work with you. And, and so we, so, so it became that, but I never really treated it as a business. And that was actually really the, the main driver to go to PodFest is to understand that this is becoming not just a cottage industry, but a real industry where there's advertising dollars. We were just uh, in the pre-interview talking about how you know, Nike and some of these other brands are getting involved with influencers and, and, and podcasts are, are a, a really hot medium that people are going after. Can you maybe uh, give, give me a little bit uh, of your take on just kind of the development of the industry and like w- where that's gone?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'll kind of give you like an entertaining story behind this. Yeah. So like, when was this? So this is when I was 26, 27. So five years ago, six years ago, I started a podcast called Hound Vibes when I left Wall Street because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was trying to interview million dollar petpreneurs people in the pet industry which by the way there are million dollar dog walkers in la jolla which kind of makes you rethink your life sometimes um but (laughs) when i started this podcast it wasn't like it wasn't really a popular outlet it at the time it was becoming popular but there was like a handful of people that you knew about there was like tim ferris um npr Uh 40
0: hour work week, right? Like four hour work week or whatever. Like I I I like read that book so long ago, like even before all this. It's interesting his dynamic. But yeah, I mean he's been a big name uh in the space for a long time.
1: So yeah. And so then fast forward um when I met Marla like four years later, um, when we decided to maybe start this podcast network, we started going to events right when we started the company. And it was still very gamer-like. Like, it wasn't the general public that was podcasting yet. It was kind of like introverts behind the mic, you know? And it was a very weird crowd. Um, it was really interesting to go from, like, Wall Street dinners to speaking to, like, like techie gaming people in podcasting. Like, And I'm still friends with some of them to this day. Like, I'm not judging, but I'm just saying that was what it was. And now, fast forward to 2020, Everyone's podcasting. It's so mainstream. Um, and so, you know, how there were Instagram influencers and brands were paying Insta, like Kim Kardashian, they were paying at first $50,000 to show their lipstick. And then they're like, oh, shoot. Now everyone knows that Kim Kardashian's getting paid $50,000 or probably more to yeah. advertise <laughs> lipstick. Yeah. So now we're going to micro Instagrammers, right? So then people were paying bits and pieces to a ton of different influencers and managing that program. But now people are like, oh, there's power in voice more than there is just holding up a picture. So fashion still does great on Instagram, but everything else does way better on podcast advertising. If I'm a host and I have an Instagram page and I'm talking about um let's say I'm talking about this new C V D gummy for instance. If I'm gonna post that on Instagram of just a picture and writing most likely people are going to skip over it and not really read the writing. But if I'm on a podcast and I'm like, you guys, I just want to let you know, like the one thing that's been helping me and my family sleep has been these gummies. I know that like a lot of them don't work, but let me tell you a little bit about this company. I'm talking to a friend, like the, the amount of trust and I, I don't know the statistics I can give you those after this, but the amount of trust that people have when listening to an ad as opposed to looking at a picture is so much more. Like the conversion rate is so much higher. And I think the statistics for brands was like, if you do put money into podcast advertising, you should see a 32% growth in all sales or, or ROI. Depends on a ton of things. So I don't like to take those statistics too seriously. Um, but that's kind of like what has been happening in the podcasting world
0: so, so I can give you a, a a pretty recent example. So, so my business partner, um, has a supplement company, um, Mm -hmm. that, um, actually produces longevity in rats. Okay. Like there's no human data or anything like that, but there's kind of people on the fringe that like, like in rat testing, right. Um, the next step is like, um, I think mammals or something like that. And then it goes to humans, but, but, in most studies, anything that happened in rats happens in humans, like 90-something percent of the time. So people are just kind of making that leap or projecting what's happening. And people started taking it, and he really didn't know what to do because, like, it wasn't indicated in in, in humans. And, you know, we, we did a bunch of research to figure out, uh, c- can we do this? What are the, um, you know, what are companies that are in the supplement space? Like, so we, so we did a bunch of research uh, we're, we're um, funding a couple different studies, but essentially um, like he came to me and was like, Hey, how do we grow this thing? Right? Like how do we grow this thing if it's direct to consumer versus like we we're selling to institutions. And so we, we put together this, this, this crazy, plan um to do that and and we, we like so we maxed out like we're ranked first for like everything for for seo um we're running facebook ads we're running adwords and 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 this is actually something we're starting to talk about uh in our agencies like the life cycle of clients so like if you bring on a client that can grow and scale they're moving into new cities they're growing their budgets are getting bigger if you're reinvesting say seven eight percent like uh, small business uh, uh, administration suggests, or even 15%, like you're reinvesting, uh, that money in advertising, like the budget gets bigger and bigger and you kind of hit, um, y- you max out in certain areas. Right. And so, so a number of our clients have just really exploded in growth and they're like, Hey, we want to keep growing. What's next? Like, what's that next layer? And mm-hmm. so we were doing a strategy session of like, where do we go next? Like, what are we doing? And we, uh, created a new brand. Um, now we have dogs, we have cats, we have like, created all these different brands and these different marketing channels. And, um, we started working with micro influencers, um, started getting on, on podcasts, um, like coast to coast AM. I don't know, George Norrie. I don't know if you, um, follow kind of some crazy stuff or like Dr. Gundry. Like I know you're in the, um, uh, I've heard of- you know, yeah. So, so we got on Dr. Gundry and we're actually doing a deal with the, got Dr. Gundry, um, you know, he has a, uh, uh, olive oil and we mix it in olive oil and he's got this magic olive oil or whatever. And we're, uh, combining our, uh, our molecule that actually won a Nobel prize with that and then going to co-promote that. Like, so really everything's kind of taken on a life of its own of like where it's going and, and how we're marketing it. But really what, what is that new frontier Um, we're, we're seeing it being podcasting, not even podcast advertising, just like guests getting on podcasts and talking about, we were on a, a a guy that had a big, um, uh, like testosterone like podcast or whatever, Mm -hmm. right. It was like men's health and that sort of thing. And then, um, gave him an affiliate code and it was a pretty decent sized podcast. And I think, um, we, we were in the the five figures of revenue, um, uh, the, it's from that the two weeks after that. Right. And then we went back, like typically, like if, if that does well, then we go back and then we do the, Hey, can we, can we advertise um, directly with your podcast based on how it goes and like the, the target audience. But I mean, that's what we're seeing. Like when I talk to him, like I'll, he'll tell me like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta get on, I gotta get on another podcast. (laughs) Like, like that's like all he's like thinking is like, Hey, I need to, uh, get the message out there and, and podcast is just a great medium. And, you know, now we're looking at building him a podcast to uh, invite guests on. Right. And, and, and we're putting some serious dollars uh, behind this. Also with our agency, um, you know, we, we've got a, a decent size uh, following as well. And uh, we're offering like podcast pitching um, as like a, a service. I just took people that were reaching out for guest posting for links and stuff like that. And said, Hey, instead of, you know like promoting this piece of content promote this person right like so it's a very kind of similar concept and and i'm i'm just seeing the whole market uh and landscape change and again when we go kind of back to um social distancing i really want to get your uh take on what what you see happening with this where you might see it going we can make some predictions or whatever but i'm i'm seeing buyer behavior completely change right i'm seeing How people are shopping, what people are looking for, what people are uh, based on the data uh, searching for, screen times going up, different platforms being used. And, and even Facebook, it was crazy. Facebook was saying um, in the areas they're seeing growth in, right, and, and user growth, um, ad revenue is not continuing. So they're actually getting hit. And then I'm looking at that from like a, a contrarian standpoint going ad revenue is even cheaper and more people are on screen time and less people are spending money. Like now's the opportunity to, um, to, to really promote your brand, to get your message out there more than any other time, you know? Yep. And I, and, agree. and I, and that's why I wanted to have you on and uh, kind of talk about this. Cause this is an area even for me that like, you know, okay, we want to talk branding. We want to talk SEO or kind of anything digital marketing. Um, like, Like I can talk about it, but, but podcasting, again, it's, it's so new, it's evolving so quickly. Um, You know, you gotta, you gotta have someone that's in it to, to really speak to um, that ecosystem. And, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what the clients that, uh, and the advertisers are doing with these podcasts. Are you seeing like a ramp up of spending? Are you seeing Hmm. more people interested in monetizing it? Like what do what do you see happening in the marketplace?
1: Oh my gosh. We've been so busy, honestly, at ASA, like the last two weeks since this whole thing has happened, it's, we've been slammed because people had to pull money out of like dinners, um, out of in-person events, events have stopped. Like anything that's person to person has stopped. So I think for digital marketing, for Facebook ads, Instagram ads, depending on like the type of product or service you have, um, and for podcast advertising, we have been very, very busy. So we're actually looking for more podcasters because we need to fill campaigns. Um, It's been wild. So I think that's where everyone needs to be. And I think to like simplify it for in everyone's head about like, what podcasting is, and how to use it is, and this is how I like to look at it from a very simple standpoint, is that whether you are a coach and you have your own business or you're talking about your expertise or your brand that wants to start a podcast as part of your marketing efforts like I look at podcasting as a pillar piece of content and what that means is that is the one piece of content that's going to give you a lot of other pieces of content like we hit on earlier and how you can look at that one pillar piece of content is I want to make my business Easy, And I want the process to be easy. So instead of looking at podcasting is so overwhelming. How do I get started? What kind of mic do I use? honestly, like Yes, sound quality matters, but now you can actually jump on Fiverr or Some sort of network and get someone to edit it for so cheap microphones like this microphone is sixty dollars You guys sound quality is usually pretty great so aside from like the technicalities being super cheap and easy to start google it there's a million platforms to support you to just get on a mic and start recording um then you can just think of it as just like this really awesome uh marketing team for you this one podcast is your marketing team and then you can put a couple pieces of it here a couple pieces of it here you can sell ad space here just look at it as like a team in itself and a pillar piece of content um so i kind of just wanted to break it down for people to make it a little easier to understand like what podcasting is yeah i mean
0: i i think i think you know people have a fear of maybe what they look like or what they sound like or uh if they're gonna say something silly or whatever and i i think that you know the genuineness of people getting to know like and trust you uh unlike who you are is why someone's gonna um listen to you right or or uh buy your product or service or w- w- whatever it is, like whatever your intent is or whatever you're passionate about to share your cause, like people are going to connect with people and um, like real, right? Like I think, I think one of the things that I- I'm seeing uh, in social media is people are kind of moving away from just posting like the highs. Right, like, and oh, yeah. then, like, everybody used to just post the highs, and then, like, there's people getting depressed that, like, my life's not that good, you know, or whatever. And then people started posting the lows, right? Yeah. And then, um, people were talking about, um, you know, how like, but they were like opening up and really connecting, right? And I think now, right. now, now people are just kind of sharing who they are, uh, and, and the journey that they're on, and and I think that that's why the Kardashians that we talked about earlier did so well. Like they just said, like here's the good, bad, and ugly of who we are. And, um, as they built that kind of presence, that following that brand, people said, Hey, you have a, you have an audience. We want to have access to it. And, and, and I think anybody, um, can do that today. Yeah. I, I I did a podcast earlier, right. With my phone. Um, and, and just like, you know, I, I actually, you know, I, I did the old wires, right. Like, like even, I mean, yeah. You have everything you need to, to, to put a, uh, a, a, a podcast together. So, so tell, tell me a little bit about how, if someone that had a podcast or was thinking about starting a podcast or they're sitting at home and they don't have anything to do, um, or they're looking to say, Hey, my job's maybe not that secure. I want to get something on the side going right. right. And I'm passionate about dogs or, or vegan mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, how would they, um, once they get it going, like, what are the things that you're looking for, um, from an advertiser standpoint, if they were looking to potentially monetize it?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'm like a very, I love to write things out. That's how I think about things. So, um, and if you're going back to my Hound Vibe story, uh, if you're just watching this clip, it's a, in between jobs, I started a podcast where I was interviewing, um, animal entrepreneurs who are making over a million dollars in the industry. Why I started that was because when I quit my job and I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do as an entrepreneur, Um, or even if you're looking to quit your job and you wanna have some sort of a plan, how do you meet people? How do you network? What's a better way than to podcast as an expertise and and then ask people to come on, you're automatically tied down to an hour long conversation with them. Um, So it's like such a great way and it's also very flattering to them if you ask them to come on. Why I came up with this? How did I come up with Hound Vibes? Well, I listed five things um, five things that I was passionate about. And then I also listed five things that I was really, really good at. And so one of those things is i loved animals. I want to have my own animal sanctuary one day where I'm rescuing a lot of them. And then my other thing was, I love to talk. I'm a Jewish girl. We have a reputation for not shutting up. So I'm like, Oh, this is perfect. Um, so I grabbed a mic and I just started, you know, I put together, so I'm going to interview people who have businesses that deal with animals that actually led to one guest who was uh, who started a very large pet medical company. And he asked me if I wanted to be the head of sales and marketing for a startup for his friend's startup. And I learned everything I needed to know about how to run a CPG product from that one startup, which led to Unicreamer. So I would say if you wanted to start, think of five things that you love, that you're super passionate about, five things that you're really, really, really good at, and then tie those two things together into a podcast And just start recording and see where it goes. Um, You'll figure out the process. Like if you start to try to perfect it, it's not going to work. And then like pillar content wise, this is what I mean by that. And I keep going back to it. So like you start with like your podcast, right? That's like your main thing right now. Because you're like, oh, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know what. You figure it out. So there's your podcast. And then you're like, oh, but I want to share it. How do I share it and get reviews? So then you write two blog posts. You take your first half hour and your second half hour and you write two blog posts from there. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, I have Twitter too. So then you screenshot a sentence from this blog post because it's so cool. And you're like, okay, Twitter post. There you go. Then you have other pieces of content. Then you're like, wait, but I also want, I also want to make this a video. So then you go over to here and you map out. An Instagram post. So then you have that. So like you can make this a process that you do every time you can record on a Monday, you can repurpose into two blog articles on a Tuesday. On a Wednesday, you can make a Twitter post. And then on a Thursday, you can make the Instagram video. So that's how easy the whole process can be if you really wanted to just break it down and simplify it.
0: I like that. I like that. That was a nice, nice little clip there too. All right. So, so, okay. So now they have a podcast. They've, they've gotten the hang of things. They're, they're interviewing some people. They're getting it going. You know, what I've heard is like, you know, if you can get a past eight podcasts, that's what I heard at PodFest. You get past eight podcasts, mm-hmm. like that's when people typically stop. Right. Yeah. So like, Hey, okay. You're eight, 10 podcasts in. you got the hang of it. You're producing You're, you're enjoying it. Right. I think you got to enjoy it. I think it's, it's super important. Um, and, and so you're not, okay, how do I, how, how do I monetize this now, um, to, to either supplement the cost, right? Cause it, it does take a lot of time or if you're paying people to do it, like it, it could get a little bit pricey. Um, yeah. so, so what are some ways that they could monetize it? And then also with like Asa, uh, if, um, they're like, where, where's the level that they need to get to, 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 to want to reach out to you?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I have like three minutes and I got to run next door because i have a meeting. But to answer your question, how do you monetize your podcast or how do you even begin to think about monetizing your podcast is um, number one, we actually built a course uh, created by people that were already monetizing their podcast um, that has eight modules for any of the new podcasters that come on. Um, Something that you can do if you're really ambitious and you're a good salesperson and you already have a following, you already have some sort of success, uh, you could pitch your podcast before you even start it, pitch pon- sponsorships. Um, there was this uh, company in Chicago, and they had uh, one of the most popular gyms as their sponsor before they even launched because they put together a media kit, and they did PR for this huge podcast they were doing. So if you create a business around it, do a media kit, say, oh, my God, I have all this, this information I'm I'm doing um, – A weather podcast, and I'm going to be podcasting about why the weather is like this every single day in Chicago. This is a big deal, and so get Chicago-based companies to sponsor you early because you're showing them projections of I think I'll get 200 people, then 500 people listen to the weather station, so I think this much. Um, That's they're going to jump on that right away if they see opportunity. Um, There's no real there's no real number that you have to hit to start advertising. It's just like how much your audience listens to you and believes what you say. So I would just practice being very authentic, like you were touching on earlier, Um, making sure that like you're not editing out all the bloopers. Like people want to know that you're human and they just like want knowledge. Like that's why they're listening. They either want entertainment or they want knowledge. That's it. They don't want anything else. And they're not going to believe you if you're a super robotic edited podcast. And that's just- Oh,
0: no, I, no, I, I completely agree with you. So I feel like I opened up a whole new topic. I'm sorry, right? Like, right as we were kind of ending and you have to run, uh, We'll, we'll have to do this again sometime. Uh, if we're all just kind of sitting home, there might, there might yes. be some time in the calendar, uh, at some point in the future. Um, but, but really quickly, how can people, uh, get in touch with you, uh, if they want to find out more and, and check out, um, this, this awesome creamer as well as, um, uh, the Women's Podcast Network.
1: Yes. If you want some plant-based, really awesome portable coffee creamer, you can go to unicreamer.com um, or you can find us on Instagram. You can also find me personally at Lori, L-O-R-I underscore left court, L-E-F like Frank and then court like tennis court on Instagram. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. We're building a website for our agency still, and then for podcasting, you can go to aussacollective.com for content, and you can go to joinaussa.com if you are a women pod- woman podcaster and want to grow your show. Awesome. So that's it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, and we'll yeah. do this again uh, at some point in the future. Uh, and thank you so uh, much for
1: having me on.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Thank you.
0: All right. Bye.